Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Merriman. Uh, with me today, in for Sally DeFreeze, the one and only, the only intern at Wash Media currently, Callie Rubin. Callie, what's going on? What's going on? Happy to be here. Happy to have you. Um, your third technical appearance. My third, yes. On the Mail-In, your first solo. Yeah. As the, as the co-host of this journey that we're about to take. Welcome. Thank you. How's, uh, how's things? Cool. How's... How's the Washed Media fall internship going so far? It's good. I like it because I get out of class and then I just come here and hang out with y'all. That's yeah. That's basically what we have you doing, along with other things like yeah. Manning. You have, um, I don't know if you guys have noticed a lot of the social we're doing around DraftKings and Vizzy. Callie sort of manages the reporting on that stuff, along with uh, making TikToks, making memes. Yep. Um, writing columns that do more page views than than Randy. Um, sorry, Randy. Sorry, Randy. <laughs> and uh, you know, just and and working merch and stuff. So you're doing a lot of different things here. Thank you. I'm having fun doing it too. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, this is the Mail In Podcast. We answer questions. Um, if you want to help us out, please tell a friend about the podcast. Send some clips to a friend. Shouts to Cool Adam up there in Dallas doing his thing and clipping the Mail In Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Follow on Spotify. Hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mail-In Podcast. Also, hit up the new store. Callie currently, if you look at the camera, Callie's mm. wearing the washed I am. dad hat. Of matching, which matching with Dylan today. You are. Um, a couple of pretty cool things in the store. And yeah. there's more coming. Callie and I have been working on... Uh, Merch ideas. I'm excited. Very excited about that stuff. So keep an eye out there. That's washedmedia.shop. Hit up washedmedia.shop um, to check out what we have going on and, and look out for more there. Also, hit up the new mail-in YouTube channel. We're doing uh, producer Randy is like, hey, we should, we should go from washed media YouTube to every uh, show has its own channel. So we've done that. And now mail-in has its own thing, youtube.com slash podcast. Please subscribe, like, comment, um, all the things you can do on YouTube. You can see our beautiful faces as we do this. Hello. Uh, Callie, before we get going, can I uh, do like a what's grinding my gears today? Yeah, what's Kind up? of comment? Okay. Um, you're familiar with Instagram, right? No, never heard of it. No, uh, mm. it's an app. <laughs> and they've been doing this thing lately uh, where... When you watch the stories, you know, you go through stories of your friends, the sound plays automatically. And it like blasts. And it, you, right. Yeah. It, it absolutely blasts. You're like, oh my God. Cause it, so what I do is in the, in the morning, I listen to like a podcast or music on the way in, set the tone in my car. Um, and obviously you need sound up for that. And that carries over to the day when, when I look at Instagram for the first time, the stories just absolutely go crazy. Right. Um, are, have you been dealing with this problem like i have yeah i get on the instagram app and i'm like going through stories obviously sure like in As my free time does. i'm right. swiping through all of them mm -hmm. and i'll be like either i'll be like playing a song like on like spotify on my phone and then i'll like open the instagram story and like normally you can choose to like have it play a sound okay. but in this scenario it'll like pause my music and then like blast the instagram story yeah and that's the worst part. i feel like it's a glitch like i feel like that's not it's never been like that. That's what I thought at first. And then here we go, full circle. This is big Instagram. We're talking about it. TikTok mm. is eating their lunch when it comes to market share and reels versus TikToks, yeah. et cetera. 
Now Instagram is like, oh no, you guys have so many problems. And then they're going to come to save the day. We're going to feel good about Instagram again. So they just start automatically playing it like TikTok? Exactly. It's it's absolutely crazy. And I just want to say, if somebody out there is with Instagram, um, I don't know where you are, but I will find you. Because this is, it's... It's so annoying that I've I've stopped using the app or I've stopped looking at stories because I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't want to deal with going in and then knowing somebody's like noise is going to blow my ears off and then having to just like turn down the volume. Just like, what, how can you have such a popular app and not know what you're doing when it well, comes I to also, stories? Like, I feel like I subconsciously scroll th- through them too. So I'll be like in class, like on totally. my phone. Yeah. And, just, and I'll be like watching the stories and my professor's in the middle of a lecture and then it'll start like mm-hmm. blasting the story. Yeah. God like, forbid oh, didn't mean to. you have a girl at a concert who has to tape the whole show on stories and, <laughs> and, and I, now, I'm, yeah, now I'm listening to like fucking Gavin DeGraw live. It's, it's absolutely crazy. We just need to fix that. Also, my second Instagram gripe. If you go in and search something on Instagram, so you go in, you hit the little search magnifying mm-hmm. glass, and you go to search, like say I search Cali, C-A-L-L-I, and I go to click on your profile, there's like a three-second pause where yep. I'm about yep. to click yep. on your profile, and then I click the and so I click, annoying. I, you know how many times I do that? I just sit there and click that. I'm just like, no. Yeah, I didn't and then you go do back that. and you do it again, but then you do it again. Yep. Like, and you back, know what? Back, back. And Randy agrees with us. <laughs> and you know why they fucking do that is because they want to to hype up their search function. Like, oh, our search increased by like however many percent. So you go to you go to look up your your sig of your your crush your uh, like Randy looks up a lot of fitness models on Instagram. Mm, right. Um, <laughs> and so he says, dudes. Um, so he goes in and you didn't like, you look at like Dave Ruff. Oh, right there. Can't wait to click. Nope. 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 You search like all the Daves and they all You search up. Dave. Yeah. Right. You it search sucks. Dave. So Instagram, you, you get your shit together. You're already getting rocked by TikTok. You can't, you, yeah. th- you can't, this is like Alabama on Sunday or excuse me, Saturday against Texas. Like you're still going to win the game because meta is, is just too big, but like it, you're too many penalties, too many flags. Yeah. Yeah. Clean it up. Clean it up. Clean it up. Anyway, anything grinding your gears before we get going here? Is that is? I feel like that's it. I don't know. You kind of nailed it in on Instagram. I feel okay. like no other apps are doing the same issue that no. that is. Twitter is just everybody fucking hates Twitter, but it's just it's there. It's always there for you. Yeah. You know, everybody well, wants the edit button and this and that. No, but it's still just. Yeah. It hasn't changed much. I found on Twitter like sometimes like viral tweets they're like really funny so I'm gonna go like them right and like sometimes I mm. can't like them like it won't let me like it but it has like fifty thousand likes I'm like am I blocked by this person like it, it's not making any sense but I don't know this person obviously so like that wouldn't make any sense so you're I don't like know. shadow banned but the reverse yeah like you're shadow viewed yeah viewed. and so I'm like well my friends can retweet these tweets and I can't and it's extremely frustrating yeah it's tough it's tough if I were to ask you right now what you're your current screen time looks like oof should i look yeah this is live i can look and see while callie's this looking that scary. up um randy you're gonna have a, a mic today sort of me yeah oh how nice i have a i have a little instagram thing oh that's, hit me. that's making me mad too sure uh i don't know if this is a business account thing as me as a video producer and we're doing a lot more clips i want to see how our clips are doing as far as views but when i go to too much dip or circling back all that 
the top, you should be able to go through posts, reels, and like tag photos. Yeah, they don't have that for uh, for circling back too much dip and stuff. Oh, I go to your profile; it has it, but I just it won't let me access it, so I can't see how many views we're getting. I feel it, like that's a you problem. It, this, I don't know. Yeah, well, it's it's an Instagram problem. So you want to? So you're saying that when I go to look up circling back and I'm not logged in as circling back. Spoiler alert: we all have the account, so you never know who it is. And I go to Reels, I I can see I can see the views. So you can you have that top bar? Correct. Okay. I ha- I very I, much have a bar. I don't for all of our uh, all of our stuff. I have it for That's like scary. people's personals, but business accounts I can't see. Interesting. Uh, please take that up with the Instagram support team, which will no doubt get to your request in a timely manner. Thank you, Randy. Callie, what is your screen time looking like these all days? Right. This is dangerous because oh, I'm just gonna give a little backstory. Last night was oh one boy. of those nights where I woke up at like 2.30 a.m. ready to like conquer the day. You know, do you ever like wake no. up in the middle of the night like ready to run a marathon? Absolutely not. Okay, well that happened to me last night. And whenever that happens to me, it's usually like once a month. I don't know why, okay. but I just like scroll on my phone. I shop, I go on TikTok. Like it's not, it's not good. Usually sure. it lasts like maybe a couple hours, but last night was Do you fall back issue. asleep or is it, or is it you, you extend the, the yeah. performance? So normally I try not to get on my phone when that happens, but like I couldn't resist last night. Okay. And... I woke up, got on my phone, and I was up from 2.30, and I went back to bed at 6.30. Not conducive to a a great uh, not being tired today. Right. So my screen time absolutely skyrocketed. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Today from 12 – well, actually, 1, 2, and 3 a.m. was my peak time Yep. That's just straight scrolling. Um, Six hours. Nice. Okay. (laughs) It's embarrassing. No, my, my average is way up these days, too. But on Tuesday, mine was four hours. That's the whole manageable. Day. manageable. And that wasn't me like awake in the middle of the night. So I feel like that's that's pretty manageable. I think my phone is conspiring against me and, and adding my laptop screen time. I feel I don't know. I haven't really like I never really look at my screen time because it kind of freaks me out. Um, and I never really want to know what I'm doing or how long I'm on my phone for. Sure, yeah, no doubt. Um, but sometimes I look at it and it's like, whoa, that's a lot. And I didn't. I w- feel like I wasn't on my phone that much. Okay. I See, that's where I'm at. I'm like, I nine hours? That's impossible. Yeah. How? I don't know. Um, because You know why I think it, it could be the case? I wonder if it counts like podcasts if you're listening live to a podcast. Yeah, it probably because then because it runs in the background. Right. Yeah, I'm, like I'm on to you, Instagram. I'm and, on to you. Yeah. And, and, and big phone in general. Um, what are your most used apps? Most used apps. Um, I like Instagram, but Instagram gets, I mean, obviously it's pissing us off lately. Um, but TikTok, I honestly haven't been on TikTok like that much. I'm trying not to, but last night I just like went to town. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like those, I check my mail like it's a social media. I oh, yeah. love my mail app. I don't know okay. why it's like so fun for me. <laughs> okay, um, TikTok lately has been has been serving me new um, musicians mm. that I like. Like, there's a band I don't know if you've heard uh, called Loveless. Uh-uh. They're like a pop punk, a new age pop punk band. Listening to all their songs now, I, it's crazy. Yeah, TikTok. That's that's what they've done for me lately, more thing, than Spotify has. The thing with my TikTok is like I don't know what happened, but like the other day, like my for you page like did a glitch and it mm-hmm. like. It's not based on what I've like been looking at on my for you page, so it kind of like reset. 
So I was getting yeah. weird videos from okay. left field. Like they did not make any sense. And some of them were funny, but some of them I was like, you know, when you end up on like that side of TikTok that you don't want to be on like the niche, like weird parts of TikTok, that's where I ended up. And so I had to give it okay. a little bit of a break. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I, there should be an option on any social media app to like, let me reset my algorithm. Yeah. Or like clear whatever whatever cookies you need to clear. Yeah. Like I'm like, all right, I'm I'm in too deep on like whatever TikTok. I just want to give me a reset. Yeah. And then we can go, we can redo it from there. I'm happy right. to give you all my data. Right. But like give me a reset where we're at now. I don't like we, yeah. where we are. And I don't want to go through the hassle of searching and like trying to refigure out right. what's going on here. Um I guess we'll get started on questions. And I was going to go on a little Twitter rant, but I'm like, you know what? We're 12 minutes in. We should probably answer questions. Now. <laughs> All right, so let's get to it. Let's do it. Hey, guys. Uh, first time, long time. My friends and I talk about how the pandemic, actually, this kind of plays into what we're just talking about, how the mm -hmm. pandemic helped TikTok become the number one app for younger people like you, Kelly, on social media. Along with that, trends and life hacks have appeared that are now part of our daily lives because of these apps. Wondering what you guys do off the air that may be considered giving cool girl or cool guy energy. Thanks. Hmm. I feel like this is like, hey, do you like do you flirty? What's it called? Cool girl walk or hot girl hot walks? Girl walks. I feel like that's that's very much in people's like but routine now. Also, how you define cool girl or cool guy? Okay. Like, I feel like that plays a big role because okay. I'm not too sure. Like hot girl walks are considered cool. Oh, in are they chuggy now? They're slight. I feel like they're slightly chuggy, but it's Ooh. really just girls getting dressed up to go on a walk. Like it makes no sense. Okay. Like you're putting on like a cute outfit to go on a walk. Like you do you, but I feel like that doesn't make you a cool girl. So that's going. That's like got target energy now. Yeah. Cool girl walks or hot girl walks. Cool girl walks. Wow. That. <laughs> that's see I. I kind of I kind of get it now because everybody used to go on walks during the pandemic because it was like. Oh, we're like, we're getting outside. Like, yeah. this is crazy. Yeah. And I think that's where it came from is like, all right, now I'm going to get like, I'm going to get dressed up to go walk outside. Yeah. Which I will still do just on a treadmill, but. Yeah. I feel, I don't know. I would never, I'm just not the type of person to get dressed up to just go on a walk around town. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. Besides the hot girl walks, I feel like being a cool girl or cool guy based off of like TikTok and all the trends and stuff, it's kind of just like, you know when you watch your favorite movie or your shows, like you know those lines from the movie and the show. Yeah. That's kind of how the TikTok trends are. Like you just subconsciously start saying them or like you can like yeah. vibe with the people next to you because you understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like that type of stuff. Like the underlying, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and I think there's like this new generation of like content producers too, like on YouTube and TikTok, whether it's like the Nelk Boys or... um all these TikTok stars that have kind of yeah. emerged and, and Sway House and shit like that. Yeah. And then like I think of like the Bass Pro Shop hat, <laughs> which has immediately just like launched to the forefront of popular yeah. culture. So like catch me wearing a Cabela's hat. I'm gonna be like counter mm. counterculture. But yep. I just think of stuff like that and in, in, in terms of what I've employed in my my off air or on air life, like I'm sure there's stuff. Like I'm wearing I wear vans now. I was never much of a mm. Vans guy, um, but I don't, I don't think I have a whole lot that have yeah. has really changed me. I think it's I'm a little old for the really trendy stuff. I feel like sometimes I am too. How old are you? 21. Yeah. 
I feel like, like some of it's a little like a little like 15, little 16, 17, 18. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I have like life hack TikTok. Yeah. Is awesome. Yeah. I've definitely done stuff. I can't think of it like necessarily off the top of my head, but I've definitely watched something on there. I've been like, oh shit, that's cool. I'm going to do that. Yeah. I feel like the one, I show my mom this because she always like makes chicken for us and you take oh, like, yeah. a fork and you like devein the chicken basically. Yep. Um, I feel like that one was huge. Recipes, I guess. Recipes, is, okay. So that's, yeah. that's what I'll say. Recipes on TikTok are like yeah, huge thing for me. Or whenever I'm like, wanting to buy a new product or whatever i'm not going to search reviews online anymore i just go to tiktok and i search the product i want to buy and okay. people are talking about it this is like sexist of me but i feel like that's a that's like a big female thing yeah is to because not only do you get the review but you see somebody using it right. and like how it looks on a certain body yeah and like okay i get that um yeah i gotta watch more i gotta watch more tiktok i'm a, I'm a big reels guy which is probably the chewiest thing about me do you go on the app to go on the reels? No, I. It, or do you just end up on it and then you get lost? I'm in on Instagram, yeah. looking at stories, looking at posts, and then it's like, oh, suggested reel. Here's like this cool whatever. Right. And then that's where I get sucked in. Mm -hmm. And uh, real pretty pretty good mix now between like, um, comedy stuff and interesting stuff. Anyway, let's move <laughs> on. Hey guys, I am a mid-20s guy, finishing up school and preparing to enter the professional world, which means it's time to stop using that one half decent picture of myself from like four years ago <clears throat> for my LinkedIn and all that. My friend does photography and she has agreed to do a photo shoot to get some headshots and general quality photos that I can use moving forward, but I need your help. What kind of fits do I rock? What kind of setting do I go for? Do I keep some facial hair? Or uh, clean shaven. Thanks, and love y'all. I know exactly what photo this guy's talking about. It's like the the college formal, uh -huh. like tacky pants, yep. blue blazer, like or something the, like that. Yeah, the yeah. sports coat. Exactly. Yep. He's, yep. he's been to like one of his like cousin's weddings or something yep. like that, and he's rocking that for the LinkedIn mm -hmm. picture, taking on a, like a DSLR or iPhone seven. And it's like if you're at UT, it's the tower kind of like blurred in the background. Right, right, right. That type of vibe. Um, um, have you thought about doing stuff like this, Callie? Going from the like the college? Are you even on LinkedIn? Yeah. Okay. So let me see. What is your what is your current LinkedIn pick? Honestly, I don't even know. This is probably good update it. Callie, Grimmin, uh, can't find you. Can't find. Well, that's an issue in itself. Uh -oh. <laughs> um, but no, I think. It, this all depends on what you're trying to do. Yeah, that's what um, I was going to say. Because if you're trying to go into like investment banking, IB, like maybe you go a little more clean shaven, a little yeah. more uh, put the blazer on or, right. you know, very like professional looking. Right. If you want to go into media, maybe it's a little more relaxed yeah. and you're on a hiking trail or something. Um, yeah. The one thing I would suggest is that you don't become like a LinkedIn influencer. Are you familiar with these people that try to write all these motivational posts and stories that are total bullshit? Yep. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably stay away from that. But it totally depends on what you're looking to do. If you want to go for something general, maybe you don't know what you want to do. Yeah. Then it's, you, you know, there's nothing wrong with going with a button-down shirt and just kind of a casually formal, I, I realize that's a anti- pose i don't even know the word but some, something where you look you look clean you look good i wouldn't go you don't necessarily have to go totally clean shaven i think you just kind of 
just like clean yourself up a little bit. Look yeah, presentable. Look, look per, maybe not even professional, but presentable. Is, yeah, is and if you're point. not doing like the coat and stuff, you could do like yeah, like a collared shirt button yeah. down. You don't it's need to look like, like a CEO. Vibes. You don't. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to try to be too much here. I think it's just show you have a little bit of your personality without going over the top with it. Exactly. Um, I think that's we answered that one. That's easy. Uh, hey guys, how did you know? It was time to make a big cross-country move. A little about me. I am a 29-year-old attorney living in Dallas, my hometown. When I moved back after law school, I thought I'd be married with kids by this point, and that's not how life has played out. And honestly, I'm not sure if I even want that, at least for a few more years. Almost all of my friends are engaged, married, and starting a family, or are immature degenerates that I say, and I say that with love. Um, I cannot hang out with my family without being pressured on my dating life and why I am not at least engaged, which makes it difficult to spend time with them. I'm lonely, and I think that it'll be very hard to, quote, start over in my hometown, aka Dallas. Outside of a job I enjoy in the home I own that I really love and have put a lot of work into, I've come to realize I do not have a lot keeping me here. I work at a large firm based in New York with offices all over, and most of my work is with our East Coast clients. So if I want to move, I'm fairly confident that I can. New York City or Boston are the two most likely options. So, Kelly, how do you know when it's time to make a big move, a big change in your life? Like, how did you know it was time to move out of Dallas and, and go to Austin, for example? I don't know. I feel like the main thing is you have to know the opportunities that you're going to get when you move to a different place because you don't mm -hmm. kind of just want to, like, get up and just figure it out once you're there. I agree. That makes it a little bit more scary. Um I don't know. I haven't really done a huge, huge move because Dallas, I mean, I'm also from Dallas and Dallas to Austin isn't that Not drastic crazy. of a mm -hmm. move. But I feel like the most drastic was when I like went like to Barcelona to study abroad. Like mm -hmm. that was a huge change. And I was there for like four months. And I think, I don't know, as long as you have like people that support you and you're eager to go and try new things, you have to definitely be open minded because if sure. you're not, then what's the point of going? No doubt. Um, but yeah, I don't really know. Just yeah, I so I have done this, and that's why I wanted to answer yeah. this question. People who've listened to this podcast before kind of know my story there, but if, a quick synopsis. I was working in New York um, at Barstool for three years, and I kind of got to the point where I was 25, I would have been, and you kind of get, you're, you're ready for something else. Um, and I think, how do you know it's time is the crux of this question. And, and how I knew is that, the routine I was in was no longer fulfilling to me. Um, and I think combine that with the lack of responsibilities I had in my quote unquote personal life, like single, um, you know, had, had some, some cash and was able to kind of pick up and leave and not affect anything directly around me with family, yeah. friends, um, and like finances, I guess. So I, I had the ability to do that, which sounds like this guy does as well. Um, and you just kind of like, it's like knowing when you really like somebody or when you love somebody, like you just kind of know. And I think this guy has that, you know, he kind of knows it's, it's time because you sort of sounds like you had to, you, you would have to convince yourself to stay more than convince yourself to leave. Um, you have the opportunities set up in a firm that's got offices all over and you say New York city or Boston. And I, 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 encourage everybody to live in new york for a year it's not for everybody but it's something that 
you know, I think the pace of that city and the lifestyle are, are pretty fun. And for it's me, I got, yeah, I got, yeah. I got tired of it after <laughs> two and a half, three years and that's okay. Like everybody kind of has their own thing, but, um, I knew, I knew it was time when the excitement and sort of the daydreaming about a move and a career change and, and things like that took up more of my energy and time than my actual work and yeah. what I was doing in my previous life, I guess. I so I think... Feel, I also feel like if you're too comfortable or you're not like challenged yeah. or excited by anything that's around you or... Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be your work, but the people around you, the environment you're in, if you're not like fully encapsulated by the energy around you, like yeah. then maybe it's time to try something else. And worse comes worse. If it doesn't work out, you can always go back. Totally. Totally agree. And the, the, you, you mentioned being comfortable. Yeah. And I think that's something that people um, run into very often and are sort of afraid to, to pull the lever yeah. that takes them out of their comfort zone because like that's how we're just kind of wired is to not right. do that. Um, and especially in your hometown, it's very easy to get comfortable and it's yeah. very easy to just kind of fall back into the, the safety net. But, at, you know, he says he's 29. He's an attorney. He's a smart dude. Like, you kind of know, like, this isn't fulfilling forever. Right. And some people are. Some people can be fulfilled by hometown and home friends and home job and, yeah. and stay there forever and meet you know, enough people that they can make it work and they can feel great. And that's awesome. Like I have a buddy in New York, uh, in Saratoga, who manages a bar in a restaurant, graduated with high school with me and loves it. Never leaving. Yeah. And he is more, um, he's just set. And I, I love that for him. And it just wasn't necessarily for me. I can't wait to go back someday and have a house in Saratoga, but um, I don't, I couldn't do it for my whole life. And, and yeah. so I, just, I get I get the feeling yeah. here. I feel like if you're even debating going or you're sitting down and thinking to yourself, should I leave? Should I try something else? Mm -hmm. You might as well just do it because Dallas will always be there. You can always go back home. But True. Like, you're never going to stay 29 and go like be this age to be able to go and travel and yep. try different things and see new places and meet new people. And I feel like like we should all take advantage of that while we can. The Right. The assets you have right now which are your youth, your lack of responsibility, which is like, I, that sounds, that sounds bad. You know, it, yeah. it's just, it, it's just the reality that you don't have yeah. anything tethering you to the, your current situation. Um, and your, your, your job, your career, you're an attorney in a huge firm, like that provides you relocation opportunities. Uh, right. Not, not easily, but relatively easily, I guess. So, if I'm you, I, you know, I love Boston. And if that's a likely option for you, I, I love that idea. Um, but I, I, I'm not here to tell you where to go. That's everybody's different. And, you know, I, I have my ideal stuff. And, but, but yeah, I think, it, how do you know it's time to make a cross-country move? If you're asking that question, you already know the answer. Yeah. And uh, I can provide okay. more specific advice if you have something to ask. But, and I know you put a lot of time and effort into your house and, Family's there, so it's not going to be, you know, the most emotionally like cut and go and yeah, it's not be be easy. sunshine and rainbows. But it's it's sounds like it's necessary. Yeah. And for me, it's the best thing I've ever done. So take that uh, take that with you. But let's do the next one. Hi, uh, Brett and Sally, Brett and Callie. Uh, I am writing for advice. 
on how to navigate being in the same friend group as someone who you have feelings for, but who does not have feelings for you. A little backstory here. I'm a 28-year-old girl, and my best friend for the past six years has been a guy who I met in college. We became close friends in college and stayed very close ever since. I've had on and off feelings for him, which made our friendship complicated. We did most everything together, along with our extremely tight-knit friend group. Also, neither of us actively dated other people over the past six years. Last month, he got on the dating apps, and I decided it was too hard to watch him date. So I got up the courage to be super honest and share my feelings for him. He was respectful, but he does not share them back. The conversation ended in us deciding not to speak to each other or see each other one-on-one moving forward. While it was heartbreaking, I know it needed to happen. Here's where the question comes in. We still share the same tight-knit group of friends, uh, and there are weddings, events, and concerts coming up where I know I will see him. How do I navigate taking care of myself while also not giving up my social life and all the other friends I care about? I don't want to turn down fun plans and opportunities to see my friends just because he's going to be there, but also is it best for me to keep seeing him in group settings? Thanks and love you guys. This one's tough. Tough. Yeah. Tough. Um, I don't know. I feel like the main point that she has to remember is, you know, we're friends, obviously, before everything, and like your tight-knit friend group, like you're, y'all are all friends, and at the end of the day, that's what you guys are going to mm-hmm. be, and I mean, she clearly still cares for him, and like vice versa, and they still yeah. want to be friends, but like, obviously, it's hard to walk into a room and see the guy you are in love with and sure, yeah. doesn't love you back and y'all are supposed to be friends and civil and cool and all your friends are like know exactly what's going on too mm-hmm. so it's kind of like an awkward situation but i feel like if you and the guy don't make it weird then it won't be weird that's you're exactly right and that's what i think i fall on this yeah is that there's a lot of mental buildup that occurs in these situations yeah um and if, you, if the guy is as good of a friend, as good of a guy as, as you kind of make it seem to be, he will have no problem just being, being friends and being yeah. friendly and having fun. Um, and I think, although that may be difficult, it's one, necessary to just still be friends and be friends with your friends and that keep that friend group together because I think it's healthy right. to yeah. kind of like face your, not face your fear, but just kind of like, no, you can deal with it. I, I always think you should handle problems with that sort of head-on approach rather yeah. than skating around them forever. Um, and I, th- I, like, I, I just don't think it, this needs to be a problem. And it, one, it'll sort of be, it'll be therapeutic in a way to kind of continue to discuss these things and, and, and find out you can live with this person in your orbit in this tight knit group of friends and then when you move on it'll be even better because when you move on to somebody else or somebody else catches your feelings and and you are able to take this person off this pedestal then nothing will have changed in as far as the friend group dynamics goes and then people are just excited for you right so and also when it comes to like the friend group thing and the weddings and the events and the like the social aspect of it like you're 
just as much friends with your friend group as he is as well. Sure. And it shouldn't be like you not going to these events just because he's there. Like you have the same stake in your friendships with every single one of those people just as much as he does. So mm -hmm. if he's not missing them, why should you? Yeah. Um, and if y'all like whatever you're thinking, like he's thinking the same thing. Yeah. And I feel like we like don't always acknowledge that. Like we get in our heads and we're like, oh no, like he's going to be there. I'm going to freak out, whatever. But like he's thinking the same thing. Yeah, and it's just it's because like I I act like I'm coming from a place here of like you know oh don't do this like I've I've been there yeah and especially in in friend groups and um, whether it's college or, or after college it, like sometimes you just get feelings for somebody in a friend group it happens and it's often unrequited right like yeah it not a lot of the time do you find the perfect person in the friend group who's already best friends and then everything happy happily ever yeah. after but and it, and it's it's it can be weird it's socially like a little anxiety inducing but the best way to get over it i found is is just interacting with them and interacting with the friend group and eventually like time is sort of the, the thing that heals everything and you move 100%. on and you find somebody yeah. else and and it gets easier like that's yeah. just how it is but i really don't think you should just avoid it as like a problem no, solving technique avoid. because that's going to make things weird and in one i i do appreciate i i do commend you for having the conversation where you basically profess your feelings for this person yeah and it's, hard to do. and it's hard to do and it's hard to take the result of that too but um you know it, it's just not like drawing the line where you don't speak and don't see each other one-on-one -on -one, like i think that's just kind of this arbitrary thing that you think is going to make you feel better but it's also kind of locking you out of a potential way to solve these yeah. feelings and 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 sort of it, it automatically puts them in a place where it's like, I want, but I can't have because I can't talk to them. I can't reach out to them. I can't see them. So they're just continuing to be this like figure in your mind that you can't get over because right. you sort of locked them out of your life. And so I just don't think that's the best course of action, even though often maybe it feels like the easier the route. easier route and like it's easier said than done than of like course. showing yeah. up to these social events and seeing the guy or seeing the girl and vice versa but i think it's really the only way to like for her to be happy with her friendships with all of her friends and the guy that she's talking about because if she just ghosts everyone she's gonna have no one and she'll still right. be upset and about the guy correct so and now you're there's just no point in like dissing all your friends because of it too yeah i don't i don't think you should continue to dig a deeper hole here by shutting him off and then somebody else is going to be shut off because you're sort of indirectly shutting this part of the friend group off i just I, I really think it's okay to be you can be anxious and you can be nervous i get that i totally get that but i think those feelings are better served by interacting and like and if you're like that close to him like you can voice those feelings to him too. Be like, hey, I'm like, anxious, hey, I'm I'm anxious about this. Right. That's such a, because, you're such a good point. Because he's probably thinking the same thing. He's probably anxious and nervous yeah, too. Yeah, he's like, oh, so. I don't know. This is going to be weird with like, yeah, Michaela here and mm -hmm. I know she's into me and I'm not like, I, we had this weird yeah. conversation that I didn't, I, I know didn't go well for her. And so you can explain that. Yeah. Like, hey, 
I feel worried about being here. Let's break the ice so this yeah. is not weird for anybody. I'm sorry, you know, that um, you, well, he should say, like, I'm sorry, I, I don't feel this. You know, there's there's ways to do it. Right. But the more, like, the more you communicate, and I found myself doing this more in the last couple of months as I've been dealing with my, my dad passing away, is just, like, being super open and explaining like exactly what you feel is is so much better better off than trying to like dance around a political answer yeah. or try to to finagle something that's cliche or expected and what you learn yeah. in the movies type of thing. So I, I get how this is hard, um, but I don't think you should ever turn down plans with friends and disengage with your friend group because of one person. I agree. Especially when that was, like, your best friend for the past six years. Right, exactly. Like, they're still as, like, vital to your life as you are mm -hmm. to theirs. So there's no need to just, like, write them off. Totally. Totally, totally, totally agree. Uh, let's do the next one. Okay. Hey, mail and crew. I am starting a new job in a few weeks. Congratulations. And for the first time, I will be supervising one person. I'm really excited, but I'm afraid I will be too casual with her. She's a few years younger than me, but we are both in our 20s. The job is at a nonprofit in kind of rural Maine. So I'm not sure how many other young people will be around. Any advice on being a cool manager, but not too cool? Thanks. Love you. Bye. Um, I feel like kind of rural Maine is just like Maine. There's like yeah. a couple like shots to Portland and. Freeport, uh, very cool state. Much larger than I think people realize. Yeah. Um, it's like eight hours south to north in Maine, which wow. is, yeah, I swear to God, Randy. <laughs> Crazy stuff. Um, but I, was, I put this question in here because I was like, oh, Callie's on this episode. I'm a manager of Callie who's in my late 20s and Callie's in her early 20s. Right. And I was like, oh, perfect. So from my perspective, my whole goal with supervising somebody call it is to one you know you learn something you get something out of an internship yeah. or a, a job two you feel empowered to do like to do your own thing and be like oh i have ideas and i'm not just following some like handbook of yeah. this that and the other thing and three i want to make sure that you have like you know the work you're doing and, and you feel like you are part of the family here like you're right. part of the company and the work you do is directly affecting us in a positive or yeah. negative way like yeah so you take pride in your work I, th I think that's from a manager standpoint that's what i want to convey um and then and, like it's tough to be professional because we we work like we do what we do so it's like right Everybody kind of were like, hey, did you watch this TikTok? Yeah. Uh, or look at this video. Or Randy plays like pop punk on the TV all day. Yeah. And I sing along. I do too. I do too, Randy. <laughs> I do too. So there's, I think there's a, you know, there's a way to be friends and also manage at the same time. Right. Um, so I am curious to hear your thoughts on that and what you look for as the younger person in the dynamic. I feel like there's a fine line between like, I don't know, like being like having a boss basically and having it be your boss and mm -hmm. being friends. But I feel like in this scenario for him, don't try to like relate to everything that's going on 
in like the early 20s area, like TikTok and all that stuff. Like, yes, you can like try and relate. But if you genuinely like don't get it, then like don't bring it up because it might be too casual or don't Mm -hmm. bring up like little stories about this time you had when you were in college and did something, whatever, if if it's like a more professional setting. Because I don't know how like the intern or like the employee would really respond to that because I feel like they would be put in like a weird situation be like, oh, same or like, oh, I never did that. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. But that's definitely in like more professional setting. Obviously, here it's easy to <laughs> go back and forth on Kelly's different tired stories. Of Dylan and and I describing our high school sports stories is right. what she's saying. She's <laughs> like, guys, shut up. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, but I don't know, being a cool manager, but not too cool, definitely listen. Um, like the feedback is huge. If you like listen to what he or she has to say, because if you're not getting feedback, then you don't know what you're doing, like right or wrong. So I feel like that's really like a big part of it. Yeah, I think giving feedback on on both ends is, yeah. is such a crucial thing um, that I don't think anybody does enough. It's like, yeah. I remember there's this there's this company called Bridgewater. It's a hedge fund in Connecticut. And they have this culture of like radical transparency where like literally everything is shared with the company and like all nothing's private. And it's all too much. It it is. And it's like this, it's sort of a culty thing, but there's sort of, it's this culture of, of that. So you kind of know what to expect and it's it's almost, it's, it's kind of weird, but the whole goal is to be so transparent that there's no, like nobody has a skewed idea of what's going on. Like, you know, if somebody doesn't like you, you know, if somebody thinks you're shitty at your job, you know, if somebody loves what you do, it's scary, it's scary, but it, it like, it works for yeah. them and they're one of the most successful criticism. funds on the planet because there's no there's nothing is hidden right and I, I don't think that's the perfect um way to do things but i do think that feedback and communication yeah. is is crucial um especially in like a manager supervisor you know kind of dynamic and the more that you can Tell somebody that, hey, I like this. I like this direction. Let's do more of this. Let's do less of this. Let's. Uh, what are you like? What are your goals here? I, and I think that's part of being a friend too, is being able to share that stuff with a, right. a supervisor, or boss, yeah. or or the other way, and be like, hey, here's what I I want from you. Here's what I'm looking for. Like, here's the goals I kind of think, and here's how it would help the most. So I think in this guy's situation, especially initially try to knock out a lot of this communication right away and it can yeah. change and it can like you know everybody has like the one-on-one meetings and stuff like right, that but like, like set the precedent of like open yeah, communication super yeah. super open because the more that you can kind of open somebody up to feeling comfortable talking about the business or talking about their role or talking about their expectations um, I think the better that they perform as a team. And yeah. so I think you kind of set that up and hopefully you feel that way here that you can be open and, and um, have a role and have like yeah. part of, be part of the dynamic and be part of the success here. Uh, I think that's, that's the way to do it. So empowering. Um, empowering, that's a good word. Is a, is a good dynamic here. Yeah. A good way to, to approach it. And then not try to be too cool. Yeah. Like, don't be like, hey, do you want to gas beers later? <laughs> well, it's also like if like this guy and um his employee, whatever, is 
both in the 20s and he's scared that there's not a lot of like younger people there like that Mm -hmm. already sets the precedent that y'all will connect on a different level than you would with anyone else in like a different age range totally or in like any other scenario so i feel like if you're trying to be cool it won't come off that way yeah but i feel like there's just like the underlying basis like y'all are close in age you're in the same job industry like you have common interests so just like bank off of those rather than trying to like seek for things to talk about sure yeah and I wouldn't try to set up, um, like, I'm trying to think of how to put this. Like, don't try to set up a happy hour for the sole purpose of trying to be cool and, like, yeah. be a friend. Like, I'm going to go buy you a beer with Randy. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't think you need to do that. I think you can let sort of the work relationship speak for itself. And then that kind of turns into, like, oh, let's let, let's grab lunch or let's grab a beer. And then that kind of makes that next step of being like, oh, so what do you do? Like, what do you do outside of work and stuff like that? So um, don't try too hard, I guess is a good way to put it and make sure they're empowered in their work. And I think that's probably a a good start. Last one, Kelly. Hey guys, uh, I am looking for some Sal Gal or Cal Gal (laughs) and travel Brett recommendations. If I'm traveling for work, what's the go-to business casual fit? I work in athletics and travel with the team, but when we're chartering a plane, business casual is required. How do I get a fit off while traveling comfortably and still avoiding the airplane germs? Thank you. Callie, what are some travel fits? For girls, I feel like... A sweat set is always the way to go. So okay. and you can dress it up or down. I have I have to I have to gripe here. Oh, okay. The people and throwing girls under the bus, it's mm. usually girls right. in my experience that wear like straight up pajamas on a flight. Yeah. I get <laughs> I get the ick. I just I'm like, I am so skeeved out. By seeing these pajama pants and slippers and ratty hoodies that people wear to the airport. And now it's like a thing. And I just, that, can't explain it, just absolutely like grosses me out. So what do you wear to the airport then? I have literally my airport uniform. Mm. My white sneakers, white Adidas sneakers. Of course. Lulu joggers. And, uh some combination of like a normal brand light sweater or a long sleeve pocket tee every time i go to the airport every single time white shirt white white long sleeve whether it's a sweater or cotton shirt black or navy lulu joggers white nmd sneakers so you're dressing athleisure too yes very why much is so. it fine if guys do that but girls can't i know a sweat set's one thing okay uh, like a, a good sweat set i respect it that's, is the yeah, it's like fair. the plaid cotton yeah no pajama pants no no, no i don't look. like that no no but i feel like and i'm very particular about flights i have to be wearing pants because i don't like the feeling of like the seat on my leg totally it fair feel good. Yep. and then if I'm not wearing one, I'll bring one because I have to have a hood mm-hmm. because when I like go to sleep or something, I don't know, it freaks me out having like my head on the back. So I like oh, put up my hood okay. when I go to sleep. Gotcha. Um, I don't know. So I feel like business casual could go hand in hand, like dressing it down with definitely like joggers, uh, like pocket tee and maybe like a, I don't know, like one of those like 
those like shackets, you know? Yeah, yeah. The nicer jackets. Yeah. I feel like that could look good. Yeah, I think business casual, if it's like true business casual, you probably have to rock a button down yeah. in this situation. So like pants. What I would say is is the greatest invention of the 2010s, like 2010 to 2022, is there's like dry fit pants and dry mm -hmm. fit button downs now. Um, like non-spawn, Mizzen and Main makes a kick-ass like men's button down, fits really nicely, and it's the same as like a dry tech polo, right? right? It's super comfy, looks good, and you can sit on a plane for four hours and not sweat and not be like, ugh, I'm scratchy. Same thing goes for pants. Peter Millar, unbelievable pants for this situation. Um, Lulu makes like the everyday pants, or I think Roan does a good pair of them. But they're more or less like golf pants. Same material, yeah. wicking fabric, and you can dress them up. Um, and then for shoes, it's like you can go, there's just, there's like sneakers have sort yeah. of become this business casual fashion item in a yeah. way. So you can go any number of ways there, like a, a classy leather white sneaker or a classy leather black sneaker or like a, a lot of different kinds of things. You don't think you need to wear like, you know, dress shoes yeah. with that situation. So a lot of different ways. That would be my idea for guys. I if feel like for girls, I feel like the the trousers, like the new, I don't know, people yeah, are rocking yeah, yeah. just like trousers lately and I, I love them, like the dress yeah, pants, I think, but, but they're I, comfortable. From an outside perspective, like a guy's perspective, I think the, the girl like pant kind of trouser yeah. look is, is like really cool. Yeah. It's like a... It's kind of like vibey to me. Yeah, I love it. So I think definitely those pants because they're also really comfortable. Like if you get the right pair, they're really comfortable. Okay. And then for like a top, you could do just like a tight, normal top if you have like the loose pants on. Sure. Um, just like a tee, a nice t-shirt. Um, and then same thing with shoes. If it's cold, you could go for like booties. If it's warm, you could do the sneakers. Like the mm -hmm. platform white shoes would look good. Something like that. But there you go. Um and then don't count out if it's a little more like a, you kind of look around in formal stuff. I've done this before. Little uh, like moisture wicking pants, polo, mm. and jacket. Yeah. Got to be careful because it can look too formal. And you don't want right. to be like somebody walks by like, oh, hey, coach. Like you think, yeah. you're, you think you're one of the, the head honchos here, huh? But yeah. uh, good look if you can pull it off. Yeah. Um, Kelly, that'll do it for questions. Now. You familiar with shower thoughts? I am. It's thoughts that you have in the shower that we're trying to solve all the world's problems. Randy often thinks about Dungeons and Dragons in the shower. I learned what what is it called, Randy? When you go on a it's called a session. A session when you have uh, your boys, or it could be girls playing Dungeons and Dragons. It's that's what they call it. Um, Callie, what are some shower thoughts that you have for today? All right, I have a few. Okay, um, hit us. Okay, so who closes the door after the bus driver gets off the bus? Great question. I think about it sometimes. Great I don't question. Get it. No idea. Because isn't it you. like a button inside or something that they close it with when they do the stops? They like turn the little lever thing. It opens the door. The kids get on. Yep. Close it. Whatever. 100%. But when the bus driver gets off, who? I don't really know. No idea. No. Absolutely idea. no clue. Great. So I think about great that a lot. shower thought that now I will be thinking about. <laughs> if any bus drivers out there know. Please, uh, I'm, I'm sure it's an, uh, like a 
an un uh, a, a not a crazy no, solution. No, probably like pushes the doors closed and it. But works. I need to know. Can you lock a bus? <sighs> well, now we're now we're I don't in know. the weeds here. Oops. I think you about, ever think I about, honestly think about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think about do, are airplanes locked? Can you lock an airplane? Do you have keys yeah. to an airplane? Yeah. I feel like yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. No clue. Well, yeah, because like the lever, when you go up in the air, they like oh yeah, the yeah. Thing. You, so from I feel the like inside, that locks, yeah. But if you if if but the if door you get off, if you just walk, there's not like a key you can just like yeah. Is there's hmm. no key? The door is just like if you if you or I walked up to a plane, can you just pop it open? Probably not. I need to know. I have no idea. Uh, that what, would work. what else you got? Um. So splinters. Yeah, familiar. Haven't had a splinter in a long time, and it made me think. Why do only kids get splinters? There's a lot of because you don't really hear like adults getting splinters left and right. No, you don't. And there's a lot of injuries like that. I feel yeah. like are very kid related. Like raspberries I on your knee. Or I haven't something. scraped a knee in yeah, God knows no. how long. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't scraped, scraped a knee, a knee in, so long. in forever. Yeah. Now, but you have adult injuries too. It's like, oh, my back hurts for literally no reason. Yeah, it's and, different. Right. Um, I think splinters as kids are are you're just you're outside. Yeah, you're on like the playground with like the oh the little wood the mulch wood pellets things. Or yeah. you're on a swing set, which are just made of wood and yep. and absolute um, bee magnets. Like I've never been yeah. stung anywhere but on one of those wooden playgrounds with yeah. like the stairs that bounce yeah. around. Yeah. yeah I've yeah. been stung once in my life. Actually, now that you bring it up, I haven't thought about this in so long, but I was stung by a bee once in my life and I was going down a slide at yep. the playground yep. and I just, it stung my foot when I stood up. Playgrounds, bee traps. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I have, you know what, uh, I have gotten splinters though when doing like yard work, okay. you know, yeah. chopping, chopping wood or doing like branch cleanup type yeah. of stuff. That happens for sure. I will say like paper cuts. Are a thing, especially now with Amazon and their cardboard yeah. empire that they have going. I'm very nervous about throwing my cardboard away or like ripping it and breaking it down and being like slitting my wrist on it. Yeah. I'm very terrified of doing yeah. something like that. Good, good question though. What's your last one here that I see? All right. Yeah. I have one more. Um, so, cars, movies, like cars, yeah. obviously. Um, why are there sidewalks in the movies? Ooh. They're all cars. This is like, this is a good high thought. Yeah, Randy, there's, there's, they're all cars. No one's walking. So why is there a sidewalk? So I'm bringing Randy in for this, uh, as he is the animated movie expert. <laughs> why are there sidewalks in the Cars cinematic universe? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just to match. They, I will say they try to match the real world as much as possible. I learned about when they were on the air, uh, they were on a a cruiser for what's a cruiser? Air, an aircraft carrier. Oh, like okay. they they had to redo a lot of the plane stuff because all the plane wings were supposed to be up. So I think they're just trying to match the actual real world as much as possible. Got it. I don't even know what the alternative would be. I've thought about it and I was like, okay, they're talking cars. So either I feel like it just has to be set somewhere in the future. Okay. So maybe humans are gone and there's no use for the sidewalks anymore. And, now and it cars was taking place like sentient. after. Ah, I see. So they're um, they're they're an art an artifact. Yeah, there has to be some reason though. Like there's there's probably a valid reason why there's sidewalks in the cars movies. We'll get to the bottom of that. Yeah, we'll 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 get into it. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a really good one. Um I have a shower thought, Kelly. Mm. I've recently become a YouTube ambiance guy. 
Okay. Are you familiar with this trend? Like just listening to like vibey music? Is that what It's you're... like eight hour long YouTube videos okay. of like lo-fi, you name it. Um, Randy, can I get your help here on this? With lyrics or just beats? Lo-fi, hip-hop, beats to study and relax to. Could you pull mm. up specifically? Um, I'm into this stuff now, and, and it's I can't go back, but I've been seeing it more on people's like Instagram stories mm. and whatnot. People make these 3D models of like cafes. Yeah, I've seen that. And you're just like, it's like the point of view, you're sitting in a chair in a cafe. Yeah, it's like virtual reality kind of. And you, you're like, it's just, you're stationary. Um, and there's music playing, but it's this really beautiful, like it's it's sort of art, but they, in, they put a little bit of animation in. So it's like snowflakes falling mm -hmm. or the fireplace is going. And they're playing the like jazz or some sort of lo-fi like hip hop or bossa nova or Christmas yeah. music, for example. Yeah, here we go, perfect. <laughs> um, it's loading. Loading, yes. 4K like cozy warm. coffee shop. It's yeah. warm and like somebody- it's Like raining outside. Exactly, this is a computer, like somebody built that in some sort of program, which Randy, wh what programs do they oh. use for this? Like uh, 3D modeling stuff like Maya. Maya, okay. And I have found myself just lost in these videos. Do you sit and play it and stare? At yes. The, you're not doing anything else. No, I'll be like washing dishes or cooking dinner or And it's something. like on your TV? Yeah, and it's like on my TV. And the Christmas yeah. one, can you find a Christmas one, Randy? It kind of reminds me of like the Tesla thing where you can put like a fireplace on your screen in yeah. the Tesla. So at the Merriman, uh, the Merriman Christmas cocktail hour two years ago, mm. we had a, a Yule log going on the old TV, which was really, really nice. But if you're an ambiance person out there, let me know, give me some, give me some, uh, some recommendations. Yeah, calmed by nature. Mm. Like you're sitting in a, in a coffee shop. Yeah, it's cold, it's snowing. It's snowy and there's Christmas jazz yeah. going in the background. And it's, it, it's like, uh, if you have anxiety or you have, you're anxious or, you know, same thing. These have been like uh, YouTube Xanax hmm. for me. That's interesting because I haven't really like gone into like this side of things because I'll play like the eight hour like sure. music thing to yep. do work. Do those too. too. Yep. Because I'm so ADHD that I can't listen to like music because yep. I'll start like singing the song in my head rather than focusing on the work I'm doing. So mm -hmm. it has to be just like instrumental. Totally. So I like play these videos, but I haven't seen like the ambiance vibe like this. Yeah. It just sick. sits there. It sits there for eight hours. Um, and then, so while I'm doing stuff, like if I'm folding laundry, doing laundry, cleaning, yeah, making food, building furniture, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy how, uh, you just like transport to a coffee yeah, shop where it's you kind of do. Very interesting. Anyway, yeah. that's going to do it for the mail-in podcast. Please subscribe, rate five stars, review the pod and tell a friend about it. Hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link uh, in the Twitter bio at Melon Podcast. Callie, where can the folks find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Callie Rubin and on Twitter at Callie Rubin One. There you go. Randy, thank you. Callie, thank you. Adam, thank you behind the scenes. I am Brett Merriman at Schmerriman on both of those platforms. We'll see you guys. Uh, I, will, I won't be here next week. Mm. I will be. No, I will. I will be here next week. More on that later.
I forgot we have one more week before I'm on the road. Anyway, I'll be here next week. I'll explain everything later, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.